This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jo North. Hello there, how are you doing? It's good to have you with me today again and welcome to the show. We're going to be looking at what is entrepreneurship and how is it similar or different to entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship, I-N-T-R-A at the beginning, entrepreneurship, E-N-T-R-E at the beginning. They're very closely related, but they do have some differences. And we'll be exploring why and how all businesses benefit from entrepreneurship and the characteristics of successful entrepreneurs based on research, including my own. And I've done a lot of work into who are the innovators in organisations, what makes them tick, who are these entrepreneurs, and how can we get the most from them? How can we develop them still further? So we'll be exploring as well how to develop entrepreneurial skills in yourself and others, entrepreneurial culture, and much more. So very practical session supported by research and evidence, as I've said, including my own PhD research. So we'll be thinking about how you can develop these skills in yourself and in your organisation really quite practically. So starting off with the word intrapreneur, what does it mean? Where does it come from? Well, as I've said, it's a relation to the word entrepreneur, which has a really rich and long history. It was first attributed to Contillon in the 18th century. And when he used that word in 1755, he meant that someone who had the ability to take charge and really make things happen. So that was what entrepreneur meant. And that, of course, has evolved over time to today's definition, where we have all sorts of, I think there's all sorts of glamour and ambition associated around being an entrepreneur. It's quite an attractive thing, isn't it, for many people to want to be. That's not really what it meant back then. So its meaning and the perceptions of being an entrepreneur has changed over time. And the first publication of the word intrapreneur didn't happen until the late 70s, around 240 years later. But we need intrapreneurship in all businesses, in all organisations. And I'll explain why I think that's the case really shortly. But just let's have a look at the word intrapreneur. It was first used in the 1970s and it's attributed to Pinchot writing about entrepreneurship. He described these as people in organisations who are dreamers who do. They are people who can see how things can be different and want things to be different and they are able to innovate and actually make those changes happen, make that vision, those dreams come to life. So that's the first time we know of the word entrepreneur being used. It was later used in The Economist in the 80s, in Time magazine, it was used academically in the 80s and so on. And even Steve Jobs used the phrase entrepreneur. He said that his team were entrepreneuring um, even before the idea of the word ever came about. And then it started to come into common language and so on. Here's my published definition based on all sorts of research and thinking about what I think an entrepreneur is. Entrepreneurs practice entrepreneurial activity in an established organisation. 
So whereas entrepreneurs might be setting something up and making it happen and launching something, entrepreneurs are within an organisation that already exists. And what they're doing is they're spotting opportunities that aren't immediately obvious to most colleagues and they make them happen to generate positive material results for their employing organisation. I got really interested in how and why entrepreneurs do this because I was always entrepreneuring all the way through my work life, whether I was working in accountancy, in supermarkets, branding and design and product development, whether I was working in the transport sector, whatever it is that I was doing, I was always looking for those new opportunities and seeing how we could go after them, create those opportunities, move things on. And I always had a vision for how things could be going forward. And other people either didn't choose to see it or they didn't see it. And I was very interested in the dynamic of what's going on there. And what entrepreneurs are aiming to do is generate benefits for their organisation. They could be reputational, product, service development, market development and so on. So all sorts of different developments and benefits, but by thinking differently and really speaking up about that and being what I would call a positive disruptor, someone who is aiming to make a positive change. They can see a vision that they're going after and they can see all the good things that could happen once this change has happened and then they're mobilising the rest of the organisation or their team in order to achieve it. So it's quite complex entrepreneuring because also thinking about how entrepreneurs go about it successful entrepreneurs are very skilled at what they do and the entrepreneurs who do less well it's usually because they haven't developed the skill set around how to do this successfully usually around thinking commercially implementation influencing and so on so really entrepreneurship is about being entrepreneurial in an existing organization it's about being an innovator and it's about identifying and going after opportunities for the organization that cause some positive disruption to take the business the organization through to a different place there are some differences between entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship and you know It's really hard to generalise because, and we shouldn't generalise, because there are as many different entrepreneurs as there are types of people in the world, just as there are different types of entrepreneurs. You know, people can be great entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs from any background, from whatever they've been doing, whatever their interests are, whatever their niche is or their niche. But just some very high level differences are, of course, the setting or context. So an entrepreneur works inside an existing organization whereas an entrepreneur is aiming to start something up from scratch they're aiming to create something tied in with that there are differences around risk and resources a lot of people think well entrepreneurs are risky you know they're gamblers they're risk takers and that's not actually necessarily the case there is an element of risk of course in starting something up that especially when that thing hasn't been done before but they are calculated risk takers and they believe in their ability to think through that risk and overcome it and create something that will be successful in the main. It's often a very calculated risk and usually, not always of course, but usually well thought through. And of course where the resources come from differ. The entrepreneur has got access to the organisation's resources so they can tap into different departments or teams or areas of expertise if they're coming from a larger organisation. 
Whereas an entrepreneur usually has to mobilize a fresh team and access different resources from different places, depending on the background. And, you know, there are risks attached to being an intrapreneur as well, because when you're an intrapreneur, you have other things on the line. So it may not be as much of a financial risk being an intrapreneur, but there are things like, you know, you've made promises that you need to deliver, there's your reputation, and sometimes even with really, really big projects, some of them, you can put your career on the line for things. So there is risk in intrapreneuring, it's just a different sort of risk. And what motivates every entrepreneur and every intrapreneur is different for every person. But usually there's a shared motivation to actually create something, to build something that's worth building, to make something happen that's worth making happen. And the reward is intrinsic. So sometimes it's financial, but also, you know, when you look at lots of entrepreneurship research and entrepreneurs who are interviewed, yes, you know, making money is nice and making money is good, but actually they also want to do something positive and more creative than that. And of course, entrepreneurs don't tend to have an existing tangible or intangible infrastructure around them to make things happen, whereas entrepreneurs do. So there are some similarities and differences, and of course, that will vary again according to every individual entrepreneur or entrepreneur's situation. And it's quite interesting to look at the different levels and types of entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship because a business can be entrepreneurial, teams within a business can be entrepreneurial or not, and individuals can be entrepreneurial when they're starting up. Sometimes when a founder is working on the business on their own, they might be all three of those in one go. And entrepreneurship can happen at the business level, the team level, and also on the individual level as well. So when we're thinking about entrepreneurship, you know, if we've got entrepreneurial individuals who can work together and collaborate brilliantly, we'll get entrepreneurial teams. And those teams, when they work together, will create entrepreneurial organisations. And the benefits of that are that the organisation will do better. So entrepreneurship actually takes place in the public, private sector, the charity sector, government sectors. And an example of this, I don't know if you remember, but in the United Kingdom, there was a whole era of austerity and councils, local authorities having to make lots of savings and lots of uh, regulatory services having to make savings as well. And the savings were so significant that they had to think about how to do that differently. So that led to entrepreneurial strategies where they were working together with communities to co-deliver services rather than remove services altogether, or situations where regulatory services were creating a commercial offer and started charging for the services as well. So commercialization of public sector services is, is an example of that. You know, and entrepreneuring happens whenever a business needs to pivot, go in a different direction or try something new. So it's happening all around us and it really does need to happen because every business, every organisation, whether it's a private sector business or not, needs to stay relevant in a fast changing, always changing world. So entrepreneurs help with social and economic development, working in different sectors 
and they're innovating within their organizations. They're bringing that really strong level of customer focus and, and, and having their eye on you know, what customers are needing right now and what they're going to be needing next and creating those solutions. And of course, all of that drives improved growth and profitability. It means that they're more competitive and more resilient through changing environments and getting that differentiation in the marketplace as well. So every business needs an element of entrepreneurship most of the time. And it's really interesting to look at entrepreneurial businesses and things that have been an entrepreneurial startup and to see where they go from there. Because the entrepreneurial startup might succeed for a while, but then after that, you know, it's got to keep innovating. Otherwise, that creative idea that led to the foundation of the business won't be as relevant anymore. So entrepreneurial businesses at some point need to become entrepreneurial in order to keep reimagining what they're doing to be relevant for the future and to stay competitive throughout. And it's interesting to look at owners or founders of entrepreneurial businesses, and some can actually repeat that success. Uh, They understand how they're innovating and how they're doing things and what works successfully for them, what those critical success factors are. And others can do it once and then struggle to repeat it. So actually being aware of how to be entrepreneurial and then move that into an intrapreneurial mode is really essential for the lifeblood of any organisation. It's about staying relevant and the thing is with entrepreneurs is they're not always the most popular people in an organisation and it really depends on the style of the organisation and how that works. But because they are disruptors, you know, because they're thinking differently and they're seeing things that, that others don't see, sometimes they can be better received than others. And what they're aiming to do is really drive through this entrepreneurship process. And again, this is a process that I've published So they're getting a creative stimulus, making sense and joining the dots in the world around them, spotting opportunities, taking those opportunities and developing them, coming up with ideas, testing them, getting support, getting other people to support their ideas, help them with it, maybe help fund the idea to develop to the next stage, getting the go ahead to move the idea forward and making it happen and then learning from results. So that's quite a big process and that takes a lot of skills to work that process through and to actually make it happen in most organisations. So they're doing a creativity piece, which is coming up with some original thinking or some fresh thinking, and then they're turning that creativity into innovation. So innovation is having ideas that are purposeful and putting them into action. And you'll notice there are little loops all the way through that process. It's not a linear process because innovation never is. It's about moving backwards and forwards and problem solving as you go. So entrepreneurs need special skills to make this process happen in most organisations. And these characteristics of successful entrepreneurs, you know, I found in my research and they shine through in my um, experience as well of actually, you know, hands-on entrepreneuring and innovating. And the first one is self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is a really special form of self-confidence. It means that a person has confidence in their own ability to problem solve and work something out and make something happen, even if they don't know how they're going to do it yet. They just know that they're on it 
and they will work it out one way or another. If you're interested in reading more about self-efficacy, I really recommend the work of Bandura, that's B-A-N-D-U-R-A, although it's pretty hard going, but it's fascinating stuff. You see, in order to take a risk and spend time and effort working all the way through that entrepreneurship process, we've got to believe that we can do it. We've got to believe that actually it's, it's worth doing and that the effort we put in, we will one way or another be successful and that we are likely to be successful. Self-efficacy is absolutely fundamental, as is openness. And by openness, that's about being open to seeing different perspectives, being open to different ideas, open to new ways of thinking. Extroversion. So extroversion doesn't mean necessarily being loud and brash and out there, the life and soul of the party. It can be that. But what it means is that in this context of personality traits and preferences is it's where we get our energy from. So entrepreneurs will often get their energy from being around others, from experiencing different things. So there is a higher element of extroversion because, you know, of course, they're looking for new ideas. That could be intuitively. It doesn't have to be consciously. And high levels of emotional intelligence. Now, what emotional intelligence is, is when we are able to be very self-aware about how we're feeling. We manage how we're feeling so that we manage those emotions and make sure that that's helping us to achieve a good outcome in what we're doing. It's informing our decisions and our behaviours in a way that is helpful. And then getting ourselves in that position so that we can better listen, empathise and influence others when we're working with them. Let's have a look at the next one. You might recognise some of these actually from the big five personality traits, but it's an interesting type of agreeableness. And entrepreneurs tend to be agreeable enough to be received well and get on well with people within the organisation because they need cooperation. They need to collaborate with people in order to get those ideas off the ground and over the line. But By the same token, they will sort of stand their ground, they'll stand up for their ideas and they will sort of work at uh, making their ideas happen. So they are agreeable, but it's sort of agreeable with a bit of an edge sometimes because they can be quite assertive when it comes to, and they have to be, you know, to get people to listen to ideas, especially when the ideas are quite different. This is where sometimes successful and unsuccessful entrepreneurs diverge and converge. So a successful entrepreneur aligns with the businesses or the organization's strategy and goals. Where entrepreneurs are unsuccessful is usually because they haven't got the influencing skills or because they're actually working outside of where the business wants to go or needs to go. So getting this alignment or at least getting agreement on what different might look like, you know, and having good conversations. Alignment. And what's also essential is that if you want people to do good intrapreneuring in your organisation, it's about thinking, well, what is the culture of innovation around here and how does the entrepreneur perceive that culture? So there's always this sort of dynamic, isn't there? We have our own perceptions of who we are and that's our perception is in the context of the environment that we operate in. And different people will have different perspectives of that environment depending on where they sit. 
I worked a long time ago for an organisation and I was doing a really good job of of growing that organisation and and helping it make money. But the organisation was run by accountants who were very, very risk averse. And, you know, I just found it so frustrating, the number of hoops I needed to go through as an entrepreneur to grow that organisation and actually achieve the goals. I was achieving the goals that the organisation wanted to achieve but they had a, a disproportionate perception, in my view, of uh, risk versus reward. So I went and entrepreneured somewhere else. It's about looking at the culture and looking at the people within the culture and making sure that the culture and the entrepreneurs fit really well and that potential entrepreneurs know that their ideas will be well-received They may not be implemented, but they'll be well received and that they're in a good place. And things that you can do, again, I've done lots of research into innovation, innovation culture and measuring performance of successful entrepreneurs and looking at what makes some more successful than others. And the things that we can do within all our organisations and teams, be dynamic. So move quickly, don't hang about, you know, don't rush either, but keep moving, keep moving forward, don't stagnate take some risk make sure those risks are calculated and that you can afford them but you know try some things and have lots of ideas that's idea proliferation give support for ideas and make sure that there's just enough sort of stress that uh, I prefer the word pressure but the um, the literature uses the word stress just enough pressure that people feel yes this is exciting I'm going to stretch myself here but not too much that people feel overwhelmed So we've got all sorts of different characteristics, self-efficacy, entrepreneurs feel that they can, you know, they don't know how they're going to do it yet, but they know they'll do it. They've got that level of confidence. They're open to different thinking. They are stimulated by uh, change and people outside. Emotional intelligence is strong. They get on with people, but are happy to stand up for what they think is right in terms of moving forward. They're aligned with the business's strategy and goals, and they've got a sense that they're in a good environment for this entrepreneuring, for this innovation. And also they see failure as learning. It's not, they don't take it personally. They don't you know, beat themselves up too long about it. They will take the learning. They'll test fast, fail fast, learn fast and go again and they know that that is part of the process with that growth mindset and they keep at it so grit resilience determination all part of what goes into the recipe for a successful entrepreneur so can you develop this within your organization yes you can develop the skills that entrepreneurs need and that entrepreneurial teams need as well and we're, we're all born with our own set of, of characteristics you know physical and and other um, traits and so on so there are some limitations around this of course but that said we can all learn to do what we do that bit better We can all learn to be more creative and to bring out our individual creativity. We can all learn to communicate better. We can learn more about how to create an innovation that has a business case attached to it and enhance our commercial acumen. We can learn more about how to be customer focused, how to generate commitment, how to build the right culture and so on. And courage is something we can learn to do. And we build courage by actually jumping in and doing it and learning from experience. So entrepreneurship training can really benefit people in organisations if you're targeting skills that really help with this entrepreneurial thinking and entrepreneurial execution. So we can all 
get better and these skills can be enhanced and developed. Phew, well, I feel like I've covered all sorts today. I mean, I think entrepreneurship is something, you know, we look at all sorts of leadership skills and management skills and so on. And part of that is also developing great entrepreneurs so that organisations, whatever the size, whatever the age, can continue to be successful. They continue to innovate and grow and stay relevant. And it's important we build these very commercial customer-focused skills in as well. And that, you know, we um, create some space and some understanding of our more positively disruptive entrepreneurs as well, because sometimes they're a bit out there, they're a bit further out away from everybody else, and they can seem quite different. But, you know, there's wonder in that diversity and um, let's set them up to succeed and see how they perform. So entrepreneurs are very dynamic people, very valuable, as is everybody in an organisation, we need it all but let's make an effort to really include these people and understand them too. Okay, so um, that's what I've got for you today from a content point of view. You can find out a lot more if you go onto the bigbangpartnership.co.uk idea time blog, that's idea-time-blog, and just enter in the search entrepreneur or entrepreneurship. There's a few in-depth articles come out there. And you can also have a look at my PhD research as well. I mean, it's very statistical. Um, I did some structural equation modelling and some exploratory factor analysis. But there is an abstract there if you just want to read a short summary of entrepreneurship, innovation, business creativity and so on. I hope you've enjoyed that and found it useful. And let me know if you'd like me to do a deep dive into one element of the deep dives that we've done today. And I will see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.